Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi, it's Rob here. Uh, I want to give you a few practical tips on how to dominate your local goldmine area for your property investing success. Now, the first thing that I think is really important is uh, the grass is greener syndrome of chasing yields and better areas is a fool's game. Um, Most of the best deals you will ever do are very local to you and often under your nose. Property works in most areas of the UK. Some basic research that you can do, whether it's in our property investing masterclass, uh, you know, on finding a good area you can do in half a day uh, and you can have a pretty good idea if the area works for you. And most of the time, the area that works best for you is the area that you make work best for you, not the area that is the best. Um, you know, a lot of people are trying to find out oh, well, what area is growing the most in the country. But if over every sort of 15 year cycle, you took the average growth cycles of every town and city, they would roughly equalize to maybe sort of double in value. But of course, they'd have peaks and troughs at different times. Um, so Peterborough, for example, which is the area that Mark and I um, grew up in, um, isn't a better area than Luton or um, Liverpool or even sort of, you know, even more um, niche areas and suburbs of Liverpool or Leicester or anywhere. Um, It's just that we've got to know it uh, as well, maybe, if not better than most other investors. So I'm going to give you maybe 10 ways of dominating your local goldmine area and things that you can do. So the first thing is you want to continually view properties. It sounds so simple, um, but uh, people tend to go and view a lot of properties in their early uh, months of investing, uh, and then they slow it right down, maybe because they perceive there's not many new properties on the market, or maybe they get a bit distracted, or maybe they go and view properties in another area because they think that it's going to be better there. You don't ever think it's better anywhere else when it's going well for you locally. You think it's better everywhere else for everyone else, when you're struggling and it's not working and you're searching for something easier, that's often an illusion and a distraction. So it's far better to do three, four, five property viewings a week than it is 50 in the first two weeks and then nothing for a month. Now, viewing properties is not just about buying properties. It's way more than that. It's about getting to know the prices, getting to know the areas, the streets, getting to know the, the estate agents, of course, the letting agents, if you're viewing properties for rent or for rent to rent or to do service to accommodation properties in. So the consistent uh, viewing process will help we- weed out the really good estate agents will source you the good deals. It will give you mind space in your local area. You know, if you think about it, we all need time to trust people. So no estate agent is going to give the best deal to some, you know, s- someone they perceive to be a joker who's just come in and, you know, got a- read a property book. Um, they've heard all that before a million times over. So this constant being seen locally um, is very valuable and beneficial to you. So constant viewings with estate agents. Then the same with letting agents, whether that's to rent your properties or to source rent to rents. If you go into a letting agent and try and get a rent to rent deal and start to spiel in the words corporate let or rent to rent, of course they're going to dismiss you because what we don't understand, we usually don't trust. 
Um, so again, the constant building up of relationships with the letting agents, one, so they can get to trust you, but two, so you know which ones are the best ones and the not so good ones, the old school ones, and then the more modern, open-minded, amenable ones to creative and property purchasing or strategies like rent to rent and service accommodation. That's the second thing. Uh, the third thing is trying to get to know people in the council. So if you can get to know people in the council, we're good friends with the previous head of the council. And my, one of my good friends, Shaz Nawaz, who's also um, well known in the progressive community. Um, he's, you know, pretty well high up in the, in the Labour part of the, the, the local um, council. Uh, ironic because he drives a Rolls Royce. Um, and Mark and I have got to know a few people in the council. So you get to know about the development plans and the future plans. The, you get to know the big retailers that are coming into the town or the city. Um, there's a big regeneration plan in Peterborough. It's like, a, a you know, more than a billion pound regeneration. We get to know how many houses are being built, where they're being built, you know, when Carluccio's are coming or when they're, when they're updating the rail service. It's going to be 37 minutes from King's Cross to Peterborough. Whereas at the moment, at best, it's 47, sometimes 55, which is likely to bring a lot of people, more, even more people from London to Peterborough to relocate and maybe push the prices up. So you get to know all this stuff when you know people within the council. Now, as I add these, because I've got about another seven or eight, so stay with me, um, you can get to understand why working, investing remotely doesn't work. Because you've got to go and find all this new information and these new contacts and these new agents and all the new information about the redevelopment plan and the council every time you go to a new area, which is not possible to do. OK, and the next thing then is going to the local property networking events. And I don't think I needed to go into detail about that. You're in the progressive property community. You go to your local PPNs. That's kind of an obvious one. But what isn't so obvious to people is going to the commercial property ones. So the commercial property ones with the commercial estate agents, they tend to have, you know, a higher echelon of quality, or at least they have some of the commercial agents and the, the big property investors who invest in the, the local commercial property. Um, you know, and they just tend to be slightly higher brown, I'm not saying that's better, but that's how they tend to be. So trying to infiltrate those and go to those as well. Mark goes to quite a few of those a year and they're not uh, as openly advertised because we find that the commercial estate agents tend to be a bit more lazy and a bit more old school, um, you know, maybe not as hungry, as motivated as the retail estate agents. But that's definitely a great source of meeting all the, the good contacts. Mark's met many of the biggest and best property investors um, in Peterborough there. Um, he's met people who've sourced us big commercial properties there. So, you know, that's a great place to go as well. The next thing then is to uh, try and find locally other property investors like yourself who are doing deals um, and you want to shoot for the big players. Now, of course, there might be a small amount of uh, the competitive element, but I found if you approach it in the right way, your competitors would like to get to know you. If they think that there's you're someone that they should take note of or that you, they can learn from or that they should be aware of. Um, that they will often entertain, you know, lunches, dinners, you know, meetups with you. So Mark and I have made some good friends with people who've got hundreds of millions of pounds worth of property locally. Neville Wright, for example, is buying a lot of the same stuff as us. And we, in a way, we're competitors, but we have a more collaborative mindset. Uh, and it's certainly better to get to know these people than to be against them. And, you know, you can often learn a lot from them. Sometimes they will only give you scraps. But as you develop the relationship, then that, of course, will develop. Um, and that's something that I don't think enough people do. I think they're a little bit like, oh, well, maybe they're too big for me or, oh, well, maybe we're competitors. Um, I, I certainly wouldn't worry about that too much.
The next thing that you can do, and Mark's brilliant at this, and it's so simple, is whenever you're driving around and you have a bit of extra time, start taking some diversions and going the long way round. Drive down streets you've not driven down before. Um, so if you look out, well, you can't see, but uh, my, my window goes on uh, to Thorpe Road, um, which um, I'm happy to say is the, the nicest street in Peterborough, and I'm grateful that I live on there. Um, and um, I was walking back from town with my son and daughter and my, said, oh, my son said, I want to go the long way round. And I don't want to go the long way round. Anyway, you go down these stairs and you go sort of like it takes about an extra five minutes to walk from town to home. And I said, well, you know what, let's go the long way round because he wanted to. And we went down these long flight of stairs sort of under a bridge. Um, and I found a property just behind a load of trees that I've never seen before. And I've lived in P Peterborough for 22 years. Uh, and I've lived on this street for four years. And I found a massive house on this street that I've never seen before on my own street under my nose. And I was like, oh, there's something interesting about that. So I'm going to start and have another little sniff around there because that could either be a bit of a development or even be a house for me because it's huge. Um, so if you go on diversions and drive down different streets, then you get to learn all the streets. Um, now, when you know all the streets um, better than anybody else, then you're able to know when properties come up and prices and when they, where they come up. OK, that'll be too expensive. That'll be the right kind of um, price. And you can learn that pretty immediately. Um, so that's a really valuable thing to do. Just take these little detours. The, the better you know your streets and boroughs and, and, and your city better than, you know, than the rest of your competitors, because when really good deals come out, you've got a really limited time. You might have hours from when it comes out. So you've got to be able to do your research really quickly and make that buying decision. And of course, if you know your streets better than anyone else, then you can do that. The next thing then is every property that you view that you're interested in buying. I mean, you could do this for every property, but it might just get a bit um, cumbersome. Um, keep a spreadsheet on it. So have a spreadsheet for 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. Um, go back 2017 sold prices, 2016 sold prices, if you can. And any property that you're interested in, and that in, in every year might end up only being 30 or something like that. Just keep a, a, a tab on um, you know, what it was on for and then what it sold for and then maybe what you would have paid for it. Uh, and if you keep that spreadsheet in a few years, you're going to have really good data, which is going to give you an indication of what's going on with the prices. Um, and of course, you know, if you view a property perhaps in, in the summer um, and just a few months ago, they were five or 10 percent cheaper or five or 10 percent more expensive. That might be useful data for you to be able to make a quick decision. So you certainly want to track the prices. The next thing that you want to do to get to know your property area better than anybody else is you want to spend 10 or 15 minutes a day on Rightmove. Um, now, um, it's a very simple thing. I didn't expect this video to, for you to go, wow, and change your life. I've uh, heard a secret that no one has ever shared in the whole world. Rob's a complete genius. But if you think about it, I think I've covered about 10 things now. If you did every one of those consistently every day and every week, you know, it's not going to take you long to be a lot better and a lot more better positioned and a lot more knowledgeable and have a lot more mind space um, than, you know, than everybody else. So um, one of the reasons I, I would like you to go and do a lot more driving around your town is not just to get to know the streets and find those properties you didn't find before, but it's also because you will see before others the new for sale sign that goes up. And because if you're driving around, you know, quite frequently, then the for sale sign went up that day or you even saw the estate agent hammering it in, then you can call up the agent. Whereas if you're finding that out a week um, after everybody else, well, then you're going to be slow. And of course, um, that's going to get priced in, i.e. priced up because there's going to be more people interested in it. Now, of course, if you have a good relationship with an estate agent, um, then they may even tip you off on that deal before, um, you know, that, that for sale board gets put up. Um, so that will definitely help you get more knowledge and experience in your local goldmine area. 
Um, I would definitely start putting more leaflets out. Um, leafleting, you know, you might, you might choose just to leaflet two or three house, thousand houses, but I would do that every month for at least six months uh, um, because obviously you're going to be able to get these direct-to-vendor deals. Um, and I think sometimes people think leafleting is a bit simple, uh, but actually uh, if you just keep doing it consistently in your areas, within your areas, um, a lot of people try and do like 50,000 leaflets first off and they don't get a deal and they complain that it doesn't work when in reality it does. You just need this constant visibility. Um, any way that you can build um, a, a relationship outside of the estate agent with some of the estate agents. I don't know if you can go to the local pub that's on estate agents row on the Friday after work to try and, you know, get to know some of them there. Any relationship you can build socially. It certainly worked for us for many years. Many of our employees have been ex-estate agents and we've sourced hundreds of deals from estate agents. So um, that certainly works. And I think uh, you'll agree that having listened to all these things in the video, or if you want to get it on the Progressive Property Podcast, um, it will be um, posted as a, a podcast there. It's virtually impossible to do that in every town and city in the UK, which is why we strongly believe that um, local property investing works better than um, national property investing. You've got to add to that brokers, conveyancers. You've got to add to that refurb teams, you know, builders, uh, planning consultants, the people in the planning department. Um, the better you get to know all those local individuals, the surveyors that come around and um, you know, do valuations on your commercial and residential property. The better you know them all, um, you know, the, the, the better relationship you have with them all, um, the easier it is for you to spot a cheap property and the more likely it is that they're going to give it to you. All right, so just a quick one on how to dominate your local gold mine area. I um, hope you found this useful. Um, do not get tempted to look at the green grass of Peterborough when you're in Luton or the green grass of wherever. Um, you know, not every area is great for every strategy. If, a, if an area is quite high priced, then rent to rents and um, lease options and, um, you know, service accommodation deals can work really well because the rents are really high. But the purchasing and the, um, you know, and, and the sort of return on capital invested and the yield might be lower. When you go into more expensive, uh, more cheaper northern areas, the yield might be a lot higher and you might be able to make on a single let what you can on a multi-let in a very expensive area. But of course, you might have um, a higher voyage. You might have sort of more maintenance issues. So it's just about learning the strategy for the area and merging that in with the strategy that works best for you. Um, most people do not give it long enough. They try this for a few months. No, it doesn't work. Instead of, you know, you've got to give it a good year, maybe even 18 months to really know and to have the time to build up these good relationships in your local area. Now, you can buy plenty of deals in that time. I just spoke to someone who's bought three deals in the last six months. Um, I know someone who's packaged £25,000 worth of deals in the last five or six weeks. She just collected £15,000 worth of fees. Um, she told me in the last 48 hours um, so it's certainly possible to buy quite a lot of properties. But what you'll find is those early ones won't be as good as the later ones when you have the relationship and you get tipped off on the deals and you get the phone calls before anybody else. Um, and that happens when you've um, you know, got that really good mind space and you're really well known in your local area. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, if you want to listen to this again or any other um, episodes of uh, um, you know, property knowledge and tips, it's on the Progressive Property Podcast. Um, and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk it. Woo!